Welcome to the podcast arm of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Peculiar People's Parish, based in Regina, Canada. Our mandate is pursuing His purpose, pronouncing His power, and proclaiming His praise. You can subscribe to our podcast channel today, so you never miss an episode of our podcasts. Be blessed by this teaching. We pray that this word will speak life to us today in the mighty name of Jesus. Glorify your son, O God, in your word and bless every heart that listens. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. This morning I'll just have a few, very few minutes to quickly communicate what the Holy Spirit was sharing with me some times ago on praise, on praise. And I call it wrap it up with praise. Wrap it up with praise. The context of the book um, that we're going to read from is from the book of Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. And we're going to read together, church. I'd like us to project this to everyone um, in the New King James Version. We don't have so much time in our, I mean, at our disposal this morning, but just the few minutes we're going to spend, I believe that the Holy Spirit will do his work in our lives. Philippians chapter 4. Now, let's start from uh, verse 4. You know, last month we treated kingdom joy. And I have found out in the scripture, by the reason of the, of the Holy Spirit explanation, that joy and peace go hand in hand. Joy and peace, they are always together. Okay, and I will just show you a couple of scripture that brings that up. In, in, the, in the book of Philippians chapter 4, where we read from verse 4. Everyone, can we go together? Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Verse 5. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Okay. Now, verse 5, we're getting there gradually. Go. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. The, the Apostle Paul that was writing this to the Philippian church and by uh, extension to all the congregation of the world, saying here that we need to rejoice in the presence of the Lord. Isaiah chapter 12 verse 13 says, With joy we will draw water from the, wa- I mean, from the well of our salvation, from the well of Yeshua, from Jesus himself. It is with joy and the scripture says in Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10 that the joy of the Lord is our strength. So there is a way you can get to the presence of the Lord and receive what you have been trusting God for by the medium of joy. Joy is something very significant in the scripture. And joy is significant in this kingdom. If we want to continue to receive from the throne of grace, the spirit of joy must always dwell in us. And the scripture says here, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. It's repeating itself again, saying over and over that joy is key. Joy is important to receiving from the Lord with joy. Shall we draw waters from the well of our salvation? 
Paul therefore went further and said, be careful for nothing. It's not saying you should not be careful. All Paul is saying is be anxious for nothing. Don't be worried over things. Don't be unnecessarily worked out because of one thing or the other. He says, be careful for nothing, but in everything. How many things? Everything. Everything. Whether it's pleasant, as people may say, or it's unpleasant. The scripture says that for we know that all things work together for good. To those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. In the book of Romans chapter 8. All things work together. So in everything, the scripture says that we should be careful for nothing but in everything. By prayers and supplication. There are two different things. Scripture is not just mentioning. It, it, the Bible does not mean word. Not, doesn't use word carelessly. Prayers is different from supplication. So if you are praying, communing with God, having fellowshiping with God, or you are pleading for something, that's supplicating. You are begging for something. You are pleading. He said in prayers and supplications, with thighs given, with praise, wrap it up with praise. And the scripture says, let your requests be made known unto God. And, you know, I told you joy and peace are always working together. You know where we started from? Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Now, if you, I will just put your finger there and I'll take you to Romans chapter 15. Just one more scripture to show you joy and peace, how they come together. Romans chapter, chapter 15, if I'm correct here. Okay, are we there together? Romans chapter 15, can somebody just look at verse 13? Romans 15, verse 13. Okay, what, what do we have? It says, now the God of hope fill you with all and... You see that? God fills you with all joy and peace in believing. Joy. And peace always coming together. Now, look at another one. Romans chapter 14, verse 17. Romans chapter 14, verse 17. Don't forget the message this morning is wrap it up with praise. Say to someone, wrap it up with praise. Wrap it up with praise. Let it end in praise. When you wrap it up in praise, it comes to praise. It ends in praise. And Romans chapter 14 verse 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not what? Meat and drink, but... Uh-huh. And... You see what I'm saying? I've seen from the study of the scripture, joy, peace, joy, peace. Even the kingdom of God is defined. It says the kingdom is not meat. It's not in meat and food. He said, let in verse 16, let not, let not then your good be evil spoken of. For the kingdom of God is not in meat and in drinking, but it is in the righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. Don't you want to be part of the kingdom? Don't you want to be part of the kingdom? Don't you want to be a part of the kingdom? Come on, come on everybody. Righteousness, righteousness, mm, peace, mm, joy in the Holy Ghost. 
Righteousness, righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. That is kingdom of God. One more time, righteousness, righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. I say righteousness, righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. That is kingdom of God. Don't you want to be part of the kingdom? Part of the Oh yes, don't you wanna be a part of the kingdom? Come on, come on, everybody. I'm a part, I'm a part of a kingdom. Oh yes, I am part of the kingdom. Oh, I'm a part of his kingdom. Come on, come on, everybody. Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. That is how the kingdom is defined. And you know, this season is a season of manifestations. So the harnessed expectations of the creatures. I waited the manifestations of the sons. And I call the daughters of God. Because it's not talking about gender. It's talking about people who have received Jesus. In John chapter 1, 12, to them he gave power to become. The sons of God. The daughters of God. And the world is waiting for a manifestation. How do we manifest this kingdom? We manifest it in righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. So back to our test. We started with, let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. But in verse 6, say, be careful for nothing. In other words, be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And in verse 7, if I do all of this, what will happen? What did verse 7 say? Let's read together, church, verse 7. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. And the peace of God, the whole channel starts from joy. You enter, is caught with thanksgiving and with praise. And then the peace that passes all understanding keeps your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. There is something called peace of Jesus. His peace. He says in his word that my peace have I given unto you, not as the world giveth. The peace of God, when the peace of God comes upon us, it says, I give it unto you, not as the world giveth from the book of John chapter 14, 27. My peace have I given unto you. It's not like the peace of the world. So, the, the concept of wrapping, you know, wrapping of gifts and uh, maybe postage or something, um, it can be traced back to the days of Jesus, actually. Remember in Matthew chapter 2, verse 11, the scripture talks about the three wise men that visited him. And it says, when they opened their treasure, they brought unto him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. You remember that story when they visited the Lord Jesus. Of course, gold symbolizes his royalty. Frankincense symbolizes his priesthood. And then Mar symbolizes his death and resurrection. He will be embalmed. So that was like a spiritual embalming. All those things were symbolic when they were giving those gifts to the Lord Jesus. So the wrapping of gifts or wrapping of, you know, meals or something has started for a long time ago. And it's spans through culture to culture. For example, in China, they have a culture of wrapping their items uh, and they believe it has a symbol of protection for the one who is receiving it. 
Asian countries like China, you know, like Japan also, their culture believes that wrapping things with paper or box are common with the tradition of cloth wrapping instead of using paper. And uh, they also have their own belief for what that does. Uh, but in Western world, when you give gift to people, you don't just give someone just anything casually, right? You try to package it and probably even put it in the back, you know, in the, in the gift bag, we call it these days. Why do we have to do that? When I was studying through this and imagining, what, why do people wrap things up? And I got three things. Number one, the gift or the content of what you wrap look presentable. When you wrap your request and supplication with thanksgiving before the Lord, it is presentable. I can come to our mommy here and say, give me five dollars. Give me five dollars. Give, give me five dollars. I will go and kill myself. Give me five dollars. <laughs> go and kill yourself. What's the problem? But I can come and say, with a request, put it in an envelope and wrap it. Though there's, it's still the same five dollars I'm asking for. But put the content, package it well, and present it. And present it honorably. And she looks at it and says, okay, I will attend to this because it was well presented. Many are times when we don't present our request before God in an acceptable manner. Even though it's a request, God can deny you. Wrap it up in praise. Wrap it up with praise. Don't just give God, you know, your request without... The scripture says, be careful for nothing. Put that Philippians 4.6 there so that everyone can see. He said, with thanksgiving, make your request known unto God. Wrap it up with praise. So the first thing that I got from that study is what we wrap up. The content, that content becomes presentable, looks presentable. Number two, the recipient feels honored. The recipient feels honored. I can come to you and knock your door and everybody is there. I just bring out the $500 you're asking for and I say, this is the money. You say, bros, can't you just package it. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? You, why don't you just package it? Sometimes, uh, this on the phone, on a, on a light, light mode, you know, you went out to minister and preach somewhere, and uh, in those days, they would just squeeze the money and watch that you climb Okada. <laughs> Sorry, the people don't know what Okada is. We have motorbike transportation, where I came from, and when you jump on it, they just squeeze it and, and just squeeze it into your pocket. There's no honor in that. Let's treat ministers of God well. He, he takes out the money. He feels pain in his heart like he felt dishonored. Can't you just put it in the, you know, stretch it in an envelope and just present it before the Lord. What we present before God should be done with honor. The recipient of that request feels honored when we package it well. Make sense? Wrap it up with praise. And the third thing that I got when I was looking at it is that the content is concealed and privacy is preserved. The content is concealed. Now, I was looking at CRA will write you a letter. They can actually put those papers together and just staple it and put stamp. It will get to you. Right? It will get to us anyways. You pick it in your mail. But anybody could have seen through what was written there, the content of that. 
when the content needs to be conceived and, and the Holy Spirit said to me things that are concealed are valuable things every valuable things are hidden your heart is most important and you have never seen one but you know you have it it's concealed it's enveloped clothed covered anything you see at the surface are likely not valuable the riches and the wealth of this world they are deep in the soil and no wonder Psalm 42 verse 7 says deep call it to the deep we must understand the concept of wrapping why do we have to wrap things why do you have to wrap your, your, your request why do you have to wrap you know your supplication be thanksgiving because the content is concealed and privacy is preserved. I say here that the location of the gift or petition presented may communicate dishonor to the receiver. The receiver may feel, I'm not honored. When King David wrote in Psalm 100 and verse 2 that enter his praise with thanksgiving and to his court with praise, you enter his presence with thanksgiving. Why? Because you start with presence. You give him an honor. You say, Lord, I'm starting with honor. When you receive your package, the first appearance of it attracts you. Even what is inside might not be something that you really value, but the presence of it first attracts you. There's an attraction in wrapping up our request with praise. So for everyone today, the greatest gift that God has given, I mean that you can give to God, is the gift of yourself. The greatest gift that I can give to God, that you can give to God, he said, I beseech you therefore brethren, Romans chapter 12 verse 1, by the mercy of God, in order what Paul was pleading and begging, present your body, yourself to the Lord, to God as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto him, which is your reasonable service. So the best and the greatest gift you can give to God is not money. It's not even your time. It's not our time. Someone say, I gave him his time. I gave him. No. It's yourself. Presenting ourselves before the Lord. And the greatest honor you can do to God is to accept the gift he has given. The greatest gift you can give to God is what, church? gift of yourself. The greatest honor you can do to God is to accept the gift he has given. Two things. Gift of yourself to God. Receiving or accepting the gift he has given you. Wrap it up with praise. And when Jesus Christ was presented to the world, he was presented in praise. And God gave him as a gift, a package to award. I like the way Pastor Haiti gave us illustrations some, some few years ago. On that, so you go to the to a very good uh, shopping mall, and you get a very pricey item for your spouse, and you package and wrap it very well, and you bring it to her. The moment you rang the doorbell and the door was open, honey, this is for you. And she said, "No, I don't want any gift." How would you feel? Bad. God feels bad when we reject His own gift too. That's giving you a gift of Jesus. Say, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have what? Everlasting life. Now, I want us to read that because as I was reading it, the Lord was ministering to me more on that. You see, many people will say, why are you condemning me? Why are you condemning me? He said, if you refuse him, you are condemned already. 
Why? Because God feels bad when we reject his gift. Let's look at John chapter 3 verse 16. Very popular scripture to those of us who know. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now in verse 17. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. But that the world through him might be saved. Verse 18. Can we read together everybody? Verse 18. Three go. He that believeth on him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already because he had not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. So, the action of rejection is what brings condemnation. The action of rejection. God has given us the gift of Jesus in the package and he says, accept this gift so that you will not be condemned. How do we accept this gift? Romans chapter 10 Verse 10 tells me, in verse 9, first he said that if thou confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shall be saved. Then verse 10, he said, for with the heart man believe unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. If you have confessed Jesus as Lord of your life and accept him as your God, and the Bible says if you confess him, believe it in your heart, you will be saved. This is the gift that God has brought to us. We cannot reject this gift and continue to make God happy. Religion will tell you just come to church. No. Don't just come to church. Give your life to Jesus first. Accept him as your Lord and Savior first. And that is when all the dancing and the singing and the offering and the service we are giving can be acceptable in his presence. He has given us the gift of his son. Forsaking all and following him. That was what the apostle did in John chapter 136. Two disciples, when they hear that this is the Lamb of God who has come to take the sin of the world away, the scripture says Andrew and his colleague they forsook John the beloved, John the apostle, I mean the Baptist, and they went straight and followed Jesus. Same thing happened in Luke chapter 5, verse 11. And when they had brought their sheep to the land, when Jesus has done some miracles in their life and they have seen miracles of fish and all of that, they, they brought everything to the land, they forsook all. And they followed him. Forsaking all and following him. Jesus Christ is worth following. Not just salvation. Not just for salvation reason. But also as we join in, in, in this life. He is a trustworthy God. He said unto you and unto me. Follow me. John 4 19. I will make you fishers of men. Follow me. I will make you. When you follow Christ he makes it does not matter. It makes our life better. Follow and I will make you. Are there people in this congregation this morning that are yet to start following Jesus? He said in Matthew chapter 11, 20, Come unto me, all ye that labor, and I have the laden, and I will give you rest. His invitation is with a promise. And he is faithful. He never fails. He is faithful. He's never, he has never failed. The price for all of God is all of you. All of me. That's what God wants. God does not want part of us. He wants everything to come to him. Wrap it up in praise. Let's be like David. With whatever David faced in life, David is not going to end that psalm 
with, you know, what I call dage, sorrowful songs. Mm -mm -mm. David is going to ensure that he wraps it up with praise. Join me and look at this book of Psalm chapter 42 and let's see what David did there as we wrap up this morning. I believe God is talking to someone. David will not. If you see any book of Psalm that is written or any book in the scripture that is written and it starts with trouble, starts with, you know, with, uh, with sorrowful song and, and all the age and all of that and those songs continue like that towards the end and there was nothing talking of praise in that Psalm, that's not written by David. David will always make sure that he wraps it up with praise. Psalm 42. I don't have time to read everything today. But of course, when you see verse 1, he was talking about my heart panted after water brooks. So my soul longed after you. If you go to verse 11, let's just go to verse 11. Okay, so that we can wrap it up quickly. He said, why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God. For I shall what? Who is the health of my countenance and my God? David will not hand it in sorrow. You will not hand it in sorrow. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. No wonder the Lord said concerning him in Acts chapter 13, I have found a man after my heart. This guy will not allow dejection or rejection to pull him down. He's going to end it in praise always. Wrap it up with praise. Wrap it up in praise. I don't know what situation we are confronted with at this time. I believe that's the message for you this morning. Don't just continue to lament. Time of lamentation is over. Don't continue to complain. There is no victory in the complaint. Nobody celebrates excuses. People celebrate results. And the only way to get results is wrap it up with praise. Shall we rise to our feet as we begin to praise the Lord this morning? Let's give him praise this morning and exhort him. And over that situation, mention it before the Lord. And say, I give you praise. Choir, please come up here. Let's just give him praise and say, Lord, I exhort you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. This Sunday, please come over here. My, we're taking, I'm, taking, I'm trading my sorrow. Let's just, just give We hope you were blessed by that teaching. For further inquiries, please visit our website, www.rccgppp.org. You can also check us on Facebook and on YouTube at rccgpppsk, on Instagram and Twitter at rccgppp. If you are within the city of Regina, Canada, you can join us in person at 1771 Bond Street, S4N, 1X7 for a refreshing time in God's presence.